What's up, Tradman listeners? Welcome back to another episode, a little mini episode, not a full episode. Uh, and it's a mini episode because it's just me today. Um, you'll notice that my co-host, my valiant sidekick, Jason, is he's actually traveling. Uh, so uh, we wish him a safe return. And we say a special prayer to St. Christopher, um, patron saint of weary travelers, that he makes it home okay. And he'll be back again with us soon for another episode. Um, I know that it's our content has been a little sparse as of late. Trying to remember, Jason and I are both lay people with lay jobs and, and lay lives that get uh, that take priority and precedence over this. Uh, so um, really appreciate you guys sticking with us. We are working hard to get more uh, awesome Tradman content, some great guests. Um, we're working hard to make all that happen. Uh, but I wanted to come to you to get some content out, not just to get some content out today, but to talk about something that's uh, been kind of on my mind, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, and uh, we'll sort of get into it. But as first, as always, here on Tradmen, we like to say a special prayer to the Holy Ghost to enlighten us, bring us wisdom, all those great special gifts that the Holy Ghost gives to each and every one of us, and um, so that we can better understand the, um, the, the problems that we face and the challenges that God uh, allows us to go through so that we can grow from them and handle them in a positive and Christian-like manner. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti, Amen. Veni Sancti Spiritus, repletura corda fidelium, et tui amoris in eis ignim accende. Imite Spiritum tuum et creabuntur et renovabis faciam tere. Oremos. Deus qui corda fidelium sancti spiritus illustrazione docuisti, da nobis iniorum spiritu recta sapere, et de eos semper consolazione gaudere per Christum Dominum nostrum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So, I've been kind of going through a little bit of a rough spot in my spiritual life. I am in a stone-cold spiritual desert right now. Deserts are something that... Um, as Catholics, we will have to deal with in our lives. And what's difficult is there's nothing really causing the spiritual dryness, if you will. Um, I think before I go further, I should kind of talk about what I mean when I say a spiritual desert. I don't just mean that it's difficult to pray or that you just don't feel like praying, uh, because that sometimes will always be the case, even when you're going through a really fruitful uh, spiritual time in your life. Um, and so what I mean is that basic prayer, basic acts of piety, um, basic doing anything really in your spiritual life kind of feels like dragging your feet through quicksand. And it just becomes sort of impossible to move. Um, I give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Um, my daily rosary has been sparse. Like I will, I will fully admit I have not been saying my rosary every day like I should. Last Sunday I'm at mass and I, I usher at our parish. I usher at the 5:30 PM mass. Um, that's not really the mass that I would like to go to. I'd like to go to an, an early morning mass on Sunday, but Nobody really wants to usher at the 5.30 p.m. Mass, and they needed somebody to do it. And I live close by the parish. I'm very lucky to have that grace. So that's where God needs me. That's where I go. And that's fair. God God doesn't really ask a lot of me. So um, I, I feel like that's something that, I, that he needs of me, and that's something I can do. So that's what I do. 
But I remember I'm there at mass it's, uh, and I lead the rosary right before mass. I remember doing that. And then I took my seat. I remember getting up to collect the money. But other than that, I have no memory of anything that happened at mass, what the homily was about. Could not tell you, uh, I know I did not go to communion. And that was mass for me. And I thought, wow, I really wasted, what a wasted opportunity. But sometimes it, it, it's like that, right? And so what I want to talk about are some things I've been thinking about for strategies of dealing with spiritual dryness, the spiritual desert, and see if it resonates with, with any of you guys. I hope it will. Um, one of the great saints that I go back to over and over again is St. Anthony of Egypt. Before there was Benedict, before there was Scholastica, Anthony of Egypt was and is the father of Christian monasticism. No question. And he's, and his life is such an interesting one because he's the founder. He couldn't really join a monastic community. He, he wandered through the deserts of Egypt for most of his life alone. And he was tempted by various uh, supernatural temptations, um, demons, plagued him. I mean, just a very interesting life. But Anthony of Egypt's spirituality about, about spiritual deserts are very much rooted in his experience in the actual desert itself. I think for most of us, our intuition is when we wander into a spiritual desert, we think that this is something we've done to ourselves. And so if we got here, we can get ourselves out. And you do exactly what you would do, what you would think to do in a real desert. Well, I, I, I walked in here. I'll turn around and walk out the exact opposite direction. But in the spiritual desert, as well as in the actual desert, this is not a great idea. Um, in the, in the spiritual, in a spiritual desert, the way out is by embracing the desert, going deeper. You've got to, the, the only ways out of a spiritual desert are prayer, fasting, and penance. And that's the worst because the entire phenomenon of being in a spiritual desert is that it's impossible, it seems like to fast and to pray and to do penance. Well, so I've been thinking a lot about this and I think part of the reason for this is that if, if, for those of us here in the United States anyway, we live in a culture that is very much informed by Protestant ideas about religion, spirituality, Christianity in general. And we think of grace as this, it's, it's something physical. So it's very much rooted in feelings, right? Um, if you notice, Protestants are not big on penance and mortification and fasting and things like that. They don't, they don't, they don't deal with all that. It's all about feeling good and 
um, grace is very much a physical manifestation of something, right? So it's, it's often for Protestants rooted in the amount of money you have. Um, if you notice when they pray, they're always doing this, you know, they're, they're trying to catch it, right, with their, with their hands, you know. It, nonsense, nonsense. Grace is, is a purely supernatural phenomenon that you cannot in any way negotiate with your five senses. And so it can seem like when we're in these spiritual deserts, the it's a real temptation to give up, not just because it's hard to pray, but because I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm wasting my time. I went to that mass on Sunday and I got nothing out of that. Wrong, wrong, absolutely wrong. Because your spiritual deserts are the time when you are reaping the most graces from your spiritual life. The most graces. Most of them. The vast majority of your grace comes from persevering through a spiritual desert. Praying when you don't feel like it. Praying when it is so difficult. Um, I don't know what it is that I got out of that mass, but I'm t I can tell you one thing. The fact that I went instead of just blowing it off reaped an, a, a tremendous amount of graces because I had every temptation to just not go. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a hero for going. The entire reason I went is because I have, I have ushering obligations that I don't want to let, you know, I don't want to let other people in on the fact that I'm going through a difficult time right now. So to just not show up at mass, that's wrong. That's a pretty shallow reason to go to mass, especially when you have an obligation every Sunday to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to go to mass every Sunday. But I'm, gonna, I'm just being perfectly honest with you here. That was the real reason I went. You know, it's not great, but our Lord can do something with that. I was there. And I have to believe at some, at some level, God was pleased with at least that. So Anthony of Egypt, would his, his, his whole spirituality was based on embracing the desert, going deep, um, going deep into the desert. He would talk about um, physically going down into a hole and dying in the desert. And then when you died, you would, of course, resurrect. Because obviously we can't, go we can't get to Easter if we don't go through Holy Week. We don't go through the Passion. Um, so I thought about how can, I, how can I go ahead and embrace this desert? So I was thinking about some things that, um, that I'm going to do. Okay, so tonight's Thursday. Um, that there is a, a 7 p.m. mass and there's confession at 6:30, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna start. And I'm gonna make a good confession. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I don't feel like going to confession tonight. I don't really want to do it. It's gonna, scheduling wise, be kind of an inconvenient thing to do. Great, good, perfect. This is a chance to embrace the desert. This is a chance to reap a lot of graces from doing an important spiritual act that I don't feel like or want to do. 
And then I will attend mass, receive our Lord in Holy Communion. I said, I said my rosary this morning and I went for a two mile walk. Didn't feel like doing either of those things. I'm very glad that I did because I'm trying, I'm going to go ahead and try and embrace this desert. Um, those of us who are attached to the traditional liturgy, we call ourselves traditionalist Catholics. I kind of hate that term, but I use it for lack of something better. Um, we do, we continue to abstain from meat on all Fridays throughout the year. Until I'm through this or on the other side of this, I'm going to add another day of the week. So I'm going to do it on Wednesday and on Friday. It's a small act of penance. It's a small act of mortification. It's something I don't feel like doing or want to do. So I, I think it could be good for me to do that. But I guess my point and what I'm trying to say here is, is that the only ways out are prayer, fasting, and penance. And that's what makes it so hard is that it's when you're going through those spiritual deserts, those are the things you feel like doing the least. And I, I'll tell you what praying my rosary was like for me this morning. It was very, um, I'm walking. So I'm kind of just trudging along, going at a very slow pace. I'm not, I'm not a very physically fit guy. <laughs> I'm 43 years old, so I think that ship has pretty much sailed. Um, but I, I do try to maintain some physical activity to keep myself healthy and form my will a little bit. I'm walking and I'm, I'm basically just kind of going through the words and going through the beads. That may seem hollow and it may seem like I'm, I'm not concentrating enough on it or I'm not fervent enough in prayer. Um, we're not Protestants. We, we got to get off of this if, you know, everything's about feelings and everything's emotional, the expectation that you are going to feel it every time you pray is unrealistic. That's unrealistic. Sometimes you will just be going through the motions. But that's okay. Go through the motions. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. And it isn't a waste of your time. It isn't empty. It might feel empty, but that's the thing about grace. It doesn't have a darn thing in the world to do with how you feel at all. It doesn't have to do with how much money you make. It doesn't have to do with how handsome or pretty your spouse is, or you believe them to be, or your lack of a spouse, or, or anything like that. It doesn't have to do with where you believe you are in society's estimation of your value. Nothing like that. Grace is a gift from God that perfects the soul. So, let's embrace the desert. I know we're not really in a penitential season. There's one coming up at Advent, and that may have been a good time for me to do this episode, but... Sometimes your spiritual deserts don't perfectly line up with the liturgical calendar, okay? <laughs> so, so how long am I going to be in this desert? That's up to God. One of my favorite things about the book of Job, and there are many favorite things I have about the book of Job, but one of them is that 
at the end, when Job gets all of his stuff back, we never really find out why God allowed what happened to Job to happen. And the entire point of the book of Job is just that. Not everything is for you to know. There are parts, God's plan is happening on a cosmic level. You understand? There's a supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy that's 8 billion times the size of our sun. That's factoring into God's plan. That's all part of it. So you can't know everything, and you certainly can't know everything about God because you're a finite being and he is the infinite. So um, let, let, let that part go a little bit. And sometimes just accept that it's hard to pray right now. I'm not feeling it. I don't want to go. And that's okay. You're not a bad person for not wanting to go to Mass this Sunday. But you still need to go. Right? You're not a bad person because you don't want to pray your rosary. Pray your rosary. Right? And and tell, tell God at the beginning of the rosary, God, I really don't feel like doing this. So if this rosary has any spiritual benefit at all, I'd like it to be for whatever the special intention is. You think God's not going to do anything with that? Really? You know, that's the way out. And so I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to not just preach to you guys. I'm going to go try and practice this myself. Uh, please pray for me along the way that I have the, the, the fortitude and to persevere in the spiritual life. I don't want to give up. I know that. Um, and by the grace of God, I will not. It is my plan to be here talking to you all for a very long time. <laughs> and as my, my hope that you guys will continue to, uh, to join me on this journey of sanctification. But you can't just do it when you feel like it. It's got to be all the time. And that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, thank you guys for, for, for sitting through this with me. I hope this was somewhat edifying. I hope you guys got something out of this. If not, Hey, we've done 30 something episodes so far. They're not all going to be winners. What do you want? Um, <laughs> and, uh, this is hard to do without Jason. I really appreciate you, Jason. If you're, if you're listening, um, come back now. Cause this is hard to do with that. Uh, this is one person sitting there talking to himself is weird. It's very strange. Um, so um, thanks guys for listening to me. Continue to pray for me as I go through my, my spiritual desert. Please know that all my prayers and sacrifices are with you guys and the whole Catholic church because the Catholic church itself is kind of in a spiritual desert right now. So it's not something that's just happening to you. It's not something that's just happening to me. It doesn't make it any easier to go through, but, you know, it's good sometimes to realize that um, this is not, this, this thing that we're involved in, in called the Catholic Church is not a social movement. I know that most of the bishops and the cardinals and even the Pope thinks, think that that's what it is, right? And you're not going to get any 
spiritual, uh, spiritually edifying messages from them or words of encouragement. They're too busy solving global warming to care about you and your stupid little spiritual life. Sorry, that's just the way it is. I wish that was not the case, but that appears to be the case. And there doesn't appear to be any indication that that's going to change anytime soon. Everybody's talking about some special consistory that's going on. There's a meeting of the Cardinals and what are they talking about? And what aren't they talking about? Well, let me just save you those speculation right now. This is the college of Cardinals. So there'll be no profiles and courage there. Okay. Just make your peace with that and move on. Um, I don't know what's going on in Rome. I don't suspect most of the time they even know the Catholic church reforms itself now so often that I, I really can't keep up with it. And it's kind of a fool's errand, even trying. So I'm just focused on what I'm doing. Um, and I need to really bolster up and it's time, you know, I think when you're, when I'm in this spiritual desert, while I'm in the spiritual desert and when we're in these deserts in general, it's not time to shrink under the rug and wait for it to pass. Because if you do that, you will get stuck there forever. Don't do that. Let's fast. Let's pray. Let's do penance. You know, it's time to put your uniform on, fix your bayonets and hit the friggin' parade. Right. And that's what I'm going to do um, with your prayers and with God's grace. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope that something I've said here, like I said, has resonated with you guys or that's been helpful. Um, if you if you liked this, you'll go back and check out some of our other episodes. The ones with Jason are much more entertaining and they're much more robust. They have a lot more going on in them. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Um, check out the uh, our, our website, tradmanpodcast.com. We've got some cool merchandise. I wish I had my mug here and it doesn't appear that I do. We've got this cool Tradman mug. And on the other side, it says Modernist Tears. That's a pretty cool thing. I like that a lot. Um, we've got a t-shirt on there. We've got some other things in the works, um, but um, go ahead and check it out. I hope you like it. Thank you so much for joining us. Agimos TV gracias and nipotens teos per universis beneficios tuis cuivis et regnas in secula seculorum. Amen. In omni patris et fili et spiritus sancti. Amen. God bless everybody. And remember, life is hard, but it's harder when you don't pray the rosary. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.